The service for morning prayer begins on page three. O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 68, beginning on page 419. Let God arise, and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Like as the smoke vanisheth, so shalt thou drive out them away. And like as wax melteth at the fire, so let the ungodly perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad, and rejoice before God. Let them also be merry and joyful. O sing unto God, and praise, sing praises unto his name. Magnify him that rideth upon the heavens. Praise him in his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. He is a father of the fatherless, and defendeth the cause of the widows, even God in his holy habitation. He is the God that maketh men to be of one mind, in an house, and bringeth the prisoners out of captivity. But letteth the renegades continue in scarceness. O God, when thou wentest forth before the people, when thou wentest through the wilderness. The earth shook, and the heavens dropped at the presence of God. Even as Sinai also was moved at the presence of God, who is the God of Israel. Thou, O God, sentest a gracious rain upon thine inheritance, and refreshest it when it was weary. Thy congregation shall dwell therein, for thou, O God, hast of thy goodness prepared for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of women that bear the tidings. Kings with their armies did flee, and were discomforted, and they of the household divided the spoil. Though ye have lain among the sheepfolds, yet shall ye be as the wings of a dove, that is covered with silver wings, and her feathers like gold. When the Almighty scattered kings for their sake, then were they as white as snow in salmon. As the hill of Bashan, so is God's hill, even an high hill, as the hill of Bashan. Why mock ye so, ye high hills? This is God's hill, in the which it pleaseth him to dwell. 
Yea, the Lord will abide in it forever. The chariots of God are twenty thousand, even thousands of angels, and the Lord is among them as in a, the holy place of Sinai. Thou art gone up on high, thou hast led captivity captive, and received gifts from men, yea, even from thine enemies, and the Lord God might dwell among them. Praised be the Lord daily, even the God who helpeth us, and poureth his benefits upon us. He is our God, even the God of whom cometh salvation. God is the Lord by whom we escape death. God shall wound the head of his enemies, and the hairy scalp of such a one as goeth on still in his wickedness. The Lord hath said, I will bring my people again as I did from Bashan. Mine own will I bring again, as I did some time from the deep of the sea. That my foot may be dipped in the blood of thine enemies, and that the tongue of thy dogs may be read through the same. It is well seen, O God, how thou goest, how thou, my God and King, goest in the sanctuary. The singers go before, the minstrels follow after, in the midst of the damsels playing with the timbrels. Give thanks unto God, the Lord in the congregation, ye that are of the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin their ruler, and the princes of Judah their council, the princes of Zebulun, and the princes of Naphtali. Thy God hath sent forth strength for thee. Establish the king, O God, that thou hast wrought in us. For thy temple's sake at Jerusalem, so shall the kings bring presents unto thee. Rebuke thou the dragon and the bull, with the leaders of the heathen, so that they humbly bring pieces of silver. Scatter thou the peoples that delight in war. Then shall the princes come out of Egypt. The, the Morians' land shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Sing unto God, O ye kingdoms of the earth. O sing praises unto the Lord. Who sitteth in the heavens over all, from the beginning. Lo, he doth send out his voice, yea, and that a mighty voice. Ascribe ye the power to God over Israel. His worship and strength is in the clouds. O God, wonderful art thou in thy holy places, even the God of Israel. He will give strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-fourth chapter of the book of Second Samuel. Again the anger of the Lord was aroused against Israel, and he moved David against them to say, Go, number Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of the army, who was with him, Now go throughout all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and count the people, that I may know the number of the people. And Joab said to the king, now may the Lord your God add to the people a hundred times more than there are, and may the eyes of my Lord the King see it. But why does my Lord the King desire this thing? Nevertheless, the King's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the army. Therefore, Joab and the captains of the army went out from the presence of the King to count the people of Israel. And they crossed over the Jordan and camped in Arior on the right side of the town, which is in the midst of the ravine of God, and towards Jazir. Then they came to Gilead, and to the land of Tatum and Hashti, and came to Anhon, and around to Sidon. 
And they came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites. Then they went out to south Judah as far as Beersheba. So when they had gone through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Then Joab gave the sum of the number of people to the king. And there were in Israel eight hundred thousand valiant men who drew the sword. And the men of Judah were five hundred thousand men. And David's heart condemned him after he numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. But now I pray, O Lord, take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. Now when David arose in the morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet of God, uh, David's seer, saying, Go and tell David, thus says the Lord, I offer you three things. Choose one of them for yourself, that I may do it to you. So God came to David and told him that he said to him, Shall seven years of famine come to you in your land? Or shall you flee three months before your enemies while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days plague in your land? Now consider and see what answer I should take back to him who sent me. And David said to Gad, I am in great distress. Please let us fall into the hand of the Lord, for his mercies are great. And do not let me fall into the hand of man. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel from morning till appointed time. From Dan to Beersheba, 70,000 men of the people died. And when the angel stretched out his hand over Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, It is enough. Now restrain your hand. And the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Rina, the Jebusite. Then David spoke to the Lord when he saw the angel who was striking the people and said, Surely I have sinned, and I have done wickedly. But these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray, be against me, against my father's house. And Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Ariana, the Jebusite. So David, according to the word of Gad, went up to the Lord as the Lord commanded. Now Ariana looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So Ariana went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Then Ariana said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor from you, to build an altar to the Lord, that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. Now Ariana said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer whatever seems good to him. Look, here are oxen for burnt sacrifice, and threshing implements, and the yokes of the oxen for wood. All these, O king, Ariana has given to the king. And Ariana said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Ariana, But I will surely buy it from you for a price, nor will I offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God, with that which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers for the land, and the plague was withdrawn from Israel. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of the book of Second Corinthians. Now concerning the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, for I know your willingness, about which I boast of you to the Macedonians, that Achai was ready a year ago, and your zeal has stirred up the majority. Yet I have sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this respect, that, as I said, you may be ready. Lest if some Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, should be ashamed of this confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand, which you had previously promised, that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not as a grudging obligation. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one, as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. As it is written, He has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberty, liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God. For the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry, they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. And by their prayer for you, who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, and hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everybody. We'll start uh, this morning with just a brief discussion on, I think the good place to start would be a brief discussion on Psalm 68 in the Psalter. Um, and what we have here uh, in the biblical title would be a um, what is ascribed to David, a Psalm of, of, of David here. And it's a good place to start because um, the psalmist in the psalm is recognizing and praising God for his work in every aspect of the life of not only individuals, but in the life of Israel. And it seems uh, that David, uh, or the psalmist in this instance, is ascribing praise to God for his mighty acts in delivering Israel, not only in um, past instances when the psalmist talks about God following his people through the wilderness, but also in more of a cosmic sense and in, in, in sort of a continuing and um, re recognition of the psalmist that God is um, with Israel, with the people and every aspect of their life. Uh, verse 19 would be um, one of those examples where the psalmist points out that praise is due God daily. Praise be the Lord daily and even the God who helpeth us and poureth out his benefits upon us. And so this psalm, this long extended praise is not just the thanksgiving for all the victories that, you know, maybe God had brought David in his life or that he's seen Israel given in the history of the scriptures and Moses and the wilderness and, and the deliverance from Egypt, but that the psalmist is recognizing that these victories are continuing through the life of the people of God and that God is the um, 
um, the ultimate um, deliverer of, of his people. Now, turning to 2 Samuel 24, I think that that theme carries over very well in, in the conclusion. And actually, today we're, um, we're ending 2 Samuel, our um, journey through the life of David in 2 Samuel. And it seems uh, at the end to be kind of an interesting story. Yesterday, we, um, yesterday we finished talking about um, uh, David's last words, and then there was a long list that uh, Keith gave us of some pretty pretty strong names. And uh, uh, Deacon Bob mentioned to me uh, in a text after that it seemed like uh, the 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 people that uh, were in the list seemed like maybe a group of Navy SEALs, um, David's special forces. But I think that plays well into the beginning of today's narrative um, in that uh, David commands a census. And uh, for, the, uh, for a census, not just of a census in, in what we think of like the entire uh, nation, but those that can carry the sword. So those able-bodied men that would make up the army. And to us, I think, you know, a census doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but um, uh, <clears throat> Joab doesn't seem to think, or Joab thinks it is a big deal and actually tries to um, discourage David from going forward with that. <clears throat> and when he says, uh, now may the Lord God add to the people a hundred times more than there are, and may the eyes of the Lord and the king see it. But why does my Lord the king desire this thing? And I think uh, where we find a connection in, to, to the census is in Exodus chapter 30, um, in the Mosaic instruction that God gives, an instruction to Moses that if a census be taken, that an offering is due for every, pe every person in the nation that everyone is supposed to give an offering. And what this offering is supposed to do is to be a reminder of the ransom that, um, that God has, uh, uh, the ransom of God's people from Egypt, that he brought them out and that there's a recognition that God um, is the ultimate uh, director and um, leader of the people of Israel. And in this sense for King David taking a census, um, it may have been, a pride thing or a uh, or a thing where um, he's trying to see how strong his nation is we're coming we're coming to the end of the book and he just um, got back into uh, the seat of power after defeating Absalom and kind of reconsolidating his kingdom so a census seems like the normal thing but there seems to be maybe not a recognition that God is still the ultimate king and, and director of the nation and what we have here as we as we go through the census is taken and there's no offering given but in verse 10 the important part of this narrative is that David instantly realizes it. And like many other uh, downfalls of David throughout the books of Samuel, as we've seen, the one thing that, um, as Bishop has pointed out before, that David is uh, exemplary at is after making a mistake, he recognizes it and then tries to rectify it with God. And that rectifying comes in um, the sense, um, almost in sort of kind of a, a harsh uh, 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 punishment, not just on David, but on it seemingly on, on the whole nation um, as as David is their king. And and we have an interesting uh, choice given here to David that he has three options. He can either have the nation go through a period of famine, they can be at war with their enemies, or they can face a pestilence that will take out some of their nation. And what's interesting about the choice that David makes, and I think he gives us a hint um, in verse 14, and he, uh, where he says that he chooses the pestilence and he doesn't want to, he makes the comment, but do not let me fall into the hand of man. And if we look at the choices that David's given, if, if 
he chooses the famine or if he chooses at war, he's now at he's now at the mercy of either a warring nation or and maybe another nation to get some um, well needed help in the famine from uh, in um, some supplies to to help the nation in the famine. But with the pestilence, the people are completely at the mercy of God and they are um, they are uh, they wait upon the deliverance of the Lord. There's no man that can step in to help them. And I think that this this choice by David shows that um, it, it also that he recognizes that if he does choose the the options that you know, put him in a war and a famine, that even though he is a king, he might be protected from war going back out to battle himself, but that his nation would suffer. So the pestilence would be um, something where David would have to get you know, God would strike the nation and David could be at risk of his life as well. So the Lord. Uh, stays this this pestilence and 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 david uh he sends an angel to speak to david and this is the most interesting which part of this narrative and in, in, in my opinion i was reading and i think um it's helpful to have the some context here uh surrounding david's sacrifice on the threshing floor so a good a good place of context would be a parallel narrative of of this same story in in the chronicles and the chronicler in that sense uh in that story at the end of the story recognizes that the place where Daniel offers a sacrifice to God for the staying of the pestilence, the thanksgiving of deliverance, is the place in which the temple will be built by Solomon. In First Chronicles 22, um, he, he lays that out. We don't get that sense here, but I think what it sets us up for is this is supposed to be read in a continuance with First Kings. And so it will um, bring us into this narrative next week when we start First Kings, where David will pass away and Solomon will take over and David will make preparations and Solomon will actually build that temple um, for God in Jerusalem. Now turning to uh, 2 Corinthians 9, we're, we're finishing up here uh, uh, Paul's exhortation to the Corinthian church to give gifts back to uh, the church in Jerusalem. And in chapter 8, we, uh, you know, he uh, gave... Uh, the exhortation to, to provide the gifts um, in a sense of uh, the incarnation, as Bishop said the other day, that um, it's not just a zero-sum game of, of giving, and they're not at a loss by giving back to the church, but it's a recognition that the gospel came forth from Jerusalem and was and it benefits the, the churches of Macedonia, including the Corinthian church that's giving back. And so it's a recognition of, of God's ultimate um, um, uh, love for his people that the gospel coming from Jerusalem now they're giving back and there, there's a recognition that it came from the church in Jerusalem and what we have in chapter 9 I think um, the most important part of, of, of the verse in, uh, of the, the, the chapter in 2 Corinthians is um, the uh, last couple verses uh, in chapter 9 um, that connects with our psalm and with David in recognizing God's providence and sovereign um, control of not just his people, but, but the whole world, in that the gifts don't come um, from their own hand. Uh, that that uh, in verse 10, now he who supplies the seed to the sower and bread for food, supply and multiply, multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, while you are enriched in everything for liberality which causes thanksgiving through us to God. And so as Paul has already talked about how 
it's it's good to be a cheerful giver, but it's also good to recognize that these gifts that the church is giving back to Jerusalem um, ultimately are also given by God. And so it's a it's a it's not just a transaction where they lose something or it comes from themselves, but that um, God is the one that supplies the gifts. And I think just leaving us with a with a thought this morning that I, I as I was reflecting on. It is that it's important to remember that um, all our gifts, everything that we give back to the church, whether the tithe or our time or um, any other um, gift that we are able to give is, uh, it ultimately comes from God. Sometimes I was reflecting on it's hard to, uh, it, 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 sometimes it's easy to forget this in our fast paced world with Venmo and, and, and transactional, uh, like quick transactions that, Oh, okay. I'll I'll give this gift to the church, and and um, and while we might be doing it cheerfully, and and we might be doing it out of um, love for the church and for others, sometimes it's it's in those quick moments, it's uh, it's hard to recognize that those gifts ultimately are not just something that we did in ourselves, but it's it's something that God gave us so that we may give back as well, which in turn causes an ultimate praise to God and thanksgiving as the psalmist and as David gave back on the mount in the threshing floor this morning. And ultimately that Paul wants the Corinthian church to recognize that their gift is um, comes from God and is, a thank, is also an opportunity for thanksgiving. We'll now turn back to the morning prayer service. And in here, with a prayer for conditions, uh, for all the conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen.
Thank you, Britt. I know we were down one man this morning, but thank you for helping read and respond. Have a good Saturday, everybody. Thank you. Great commentary. Thank you. That was great, Carl. Thank you so much. Of course. Have a good day. You too.